Welcome to Design Much with Andy and Patrick. Welcome to the woods, Andy. <laughs> Man, Patrick, it, as if it wasn't scary enough to be in these in the f- forbidden forest right now. We're we're in this dark forest. It's super spooky, and then you got to open up with that. Like, you got to make it worse, man. Sorry, I had to set the tone. Yeah, I guess. I had to set the tone. That, I, I tried to freak fair. you out a little bit, right, at the beginning. I'm working on my my maniacal laugh. I I have to say, I'm, I'm giving that one an 8 out of 10 maniacal laugh. It 8 was, out of 10? Wow. Yeah, it was I'm, really I'm not even a promoter. Thanks. <laughs> I'm right in the middle. Wait, is it 9, nine and 10 are promoter scores, right? I don't remember. Not eight. I don't know who who cares. It's a stupid thing anyway. Yeah, uh, it doesn't it doesn't matter. Eight out of ten. I think it was a, a pretty maniacal. I felt uh, maniac. Um, so it was it was pretty good, man. So okay, just a little bit more work okay. on that. I think you can really get it out of the park one day. Well, it's the first thing. It's the first thing you need to do when you become an evil villain. So I I figure like why not step into it? Yeah. I'm pretty sure that's part of the 101 um, college class that you take as an evil villain is the laugh. You have yeah. to get the laugh down or nothing else that follows will will work it all for you. Yeah, it's required. It's like, yeah, it's the required course. Yeah. Well, <laughs> Patrick, it's uh, not Halloween right now. I don't know if you know that. Um, it's still really scary in this dark forest, but it's, it's not Halloween. Um, but... We're we're still we're still doing this this spooky episode. Well, and to be just so the audience knows, we 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 booked a campsite for Halloween, right in the woods. Yeah, and then um, somebody else stole the campsite from us. We worked with the we worked with the Forest Service, but they wouldn't give us another campsite because uh, we also needed one where we could start a fire. As you can hear, you hear the fire. I hear I, I hear the fire. So, it's keeping me cozy. Yeah. Yeah, we wanted to obey the rules. We didn't want to just go out in the wilderness and start a fire. That's not what Woodsy Owl would want us to do. Yeah. So we, we decided we'd do this properly. So we had to wait. An, uh, we had to wait a week to get another campsite. So this is this is yeah. It's still scary though. I don't care. It's it's still very scary. It's dark. We got maniacal laughs going on all over the place. Um, so yeah, we're we're still doing this. Uh, it's still as we talked about last year in this very important annual episode we're celebrating fear with with the month of october with halloween you get together to celebrate fear we're we're getting together to celebrate fear and it's still okay to be to afraid in november um there's there's scary stuff in november too there, there definitely mm-hmm. is so um, all your all your family's coming over for thanksgiving and that right yeah. there is horror enough absolutely i mean there's one Halloween is so great because you like you decorate the houses, you get lots of um, awesome things going on, spooky music everywhere. You do a lot of the activities at night, but there is honestly nothing scarier than getting together with your family over <laughs> dinner and talking, like inevitably talking about politics and all that sort of stuff yeah. that you're gonna argue and fight about. Like that is, um, and and you know someone's not gonna like the pie, you know that, that you come with. Yep. Um, your kids probably gonna spill their drink all over the nice fine linen, all that sort of stuff. It's it's horrifying. <laughs> it's a horrifying holiday, and as we've talked about before, not my favorite one, Patrick. Yeah, uh, and so. <laughs> it is definitely, and and we've talked about this plenty of times. But yes, it is shouldn't shouldn't be a holiday. I found out Abraham Lincoln actually made it the holiday that it is today, like officially. No way. Yeah, and so now I'm now I'm horribly disappointed in Abraham Lincoln. So, I just, yeah, yeah, the guy can't be perfect. You know, he's he's got to make some mistakes here and there. I guess, yeah, I guess. Man, uh, poor guy. <laughs> it's it's hard to go down <laughs> with having made that holiday. <laughs> <I think. laughs> to be remembered for that—that's that's, that's got to be rough. Um, yeah. So I. Th- 
um, this is horrible to say, but he was lucky to to have something really a really big event in his life to really change things for him. So really, he's he's known as the the president who, you know, emancipated half of our nation essentially, and was of course um, assassinated. So he's known for all those other big things. If he hadn't have done those other things or experienced those other things, all he would be known for was creating Thanksgiving, <laughs> and that would have been horrible. Yeah. I mean, ima- uh, imagine, yeah, imagine that's the only thing on your record, you know? Yeah. <laughs> you're the guy who, you're the guy who made Thanksgiving a real thing. <laughs> like, that is... on one hand, half the country loves you, on the other hand, half the country hates you. Yeah. Like, you just, you're not going to win, so. That's very true. I'm glad, yeah. he, I'm glad he did, I'm glad he did more heroic things for this country. Yeah. Than uh, <laughs> just create Thanksgiving. Well, Patrick, um, if if you recall, uh, just a little while back, we we did a call out to our audience, and we're going to address this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we did a call out uh, because every every year we we meet together during this lovely time of year, Halloween, and we you know we share scary stories, and we wanted to hear some scary stories from our audience, and we thought it would be really cool to have some of our audience members, our listeners send in some stories, you know, that we can actually listen to and just get spooked by, by members of the audience. And Patrick, we did this for, for two things. The first thing was, as I just mentioned, it would be great to hear other individual stories than our own. The second thing, and this was actually a total way to trick all of you. And <laughs> <laughs> it was to give you all this, this burden into feeling scared because honestly, like if, if I put myself in your shoes, audience members of the Design Much podcast, it's actually super scary to put yourself out there <laughs> to, to actually uh, submit a story and talk about your life in front of a bunch of strangers. I know it's scary because I do it all the time when I meet with you, Patrick, all the time mm-hmm. and we, we have a conversation. So we did that to give you guys a real spooky time to get you feeling scared about doing that stuff. And I'm going to tell you what, Patrick, I think it worked. Because lots of worked people, too good. it worked too well. Because lots of people were so scared of submitting something into our into our podcast that we didn't get any submissions. <laughs> <laughs> I think, yeah. Yes, Eddie. The plan the plan worked too well. We scared everyone away. Yes, we did. They did not. They did not want to submit. But I get it. I get it. There was a lot. Like I totally understand. Like. I figured I figured we wouldn't. I figured it wouldn't be that scary, but I think because we do it, so it's not. We're used to it, but for mm-hmm. for the audience, it is scary. And I, it reminded me of the time when I submitted. Uh, my friend talked me into submitting um, uh, an audio clip to a podcast a long time ago. It was like ten years ago. Oh, all right. The shop, the shop talk podcast with Dave Rupert and Chris Coyer of CSS Tricks fame. Listen to his podcast all the time. Listen to their podcast all the time. And they would always ask, like, send us your audio questions, you know? And mm. so I, I sent them an audio clip. I can't even remember what it was, what the question was. Obviously something stupid. But <clears throat> I sent them in. And when we listened to it on the pod, they actually pulled it on the podcast. And then me and my friend in the office were listening to it at the exact same time. Whoa. And they brought it up. They answered my question, but they made fun of my email address, and it made me feel, <laughs> it made me feel less less of a human being. Dang, that is rough. And it, but it actually it actually facilitated me into getting a new email address, a more professional email address. <laughs> so it was a good thing. I think you might have learned a lesson. You you leveled up. You evolved <laughs> as a an email user. It sounds like. Yeah, yeah. In the long run, it was it was positive, but it was a it was a humiliating experience, and it was it was combined with hey, oh, I'm excited that they're gonna read my read my you know thing on the podcast, but then they made fun of me, and then it was like these two guys that I look up to on the podcast made fun of me, you know, and I didn't like that very much. It was kind of so so I get I get where our listeners were coming from because they probably felt that way. We sent them out the challenge. They're probably like, you know what? If I send something in, there's a chance that they're just going to make fun of my email address, or they're going to make fun of my name, or they're going to make fun of something about my question or my story. And so 
It really did. I think I think we spooked him. I think we scared him away. And I think and, so. and and I think we should we should apologize for that to our to our audience. I don't know. Should we, Patrick? Because it's Halloween time. <laughs> I think it's like it's part of the season. We're trying to bring that spirit, the, the spooky spirit, Patrick. So I don't know. I think we did him a service, honestly. Yeah. Is that is that bad to think? I don't know. But I, I'm I don't sorry. Know. I'm, I'm feeling I'm feeling so many mixed emotions here because I want to apologize <laughs> to him for scaring him. Yeah. I want them to feel scared, like you're talking about, and have that feeling. I'm also I'm also a little bit irritated that nobody sent anything in because then we have to do this podcast instead of a podcast with a bunch of audio clips, right? Yes. So I'm 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 feeling all kinds of emotions right now, Andy. I'm just a I'm just a I'm just swirled with different emotions that I don't yeah. know how to handle. Yeah, that's rough, man. Um, I'm not hanging out with you, right? Oh, I mean, we are hanging out together, so because we're in the forest yeah. together. We're just so, remember that, Andy. Yeah, don't forget we're sitting across a fire. We're sitting across a fire. If Roasting there wasn't a fire in between us right now, I'd come give you a hug. I'm sorry you're feeling so many emotions. That's that's rough, man. Um, yeah, I'm here for you, Patrick. You can just let me know how you feel. You can let me know if you need to talk any of that stuff about about those emotions to kind of get through that. So I'm here for you. Okay. Um, I know you got but, my back. Yeah, absolutely. But yeah, I mean it's true. It's 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 rough for them. It's scary for them to do so and. I can understand that, and I think you can absolutely relate to that. Absolutely, I mm-hmm. think Patrick. One day, I would really like to know. I'm not going to ask you now because I'm not going to make you tell everybody what that email address was. But I would really like to know one day what that email address was uh, that they made fun of that was kind of unprofessional. So, um, are and are you still using that email address? I know you you got a new one, but is that other one still in use? Um. I want to say I want to say too. This is how far back it was. The email address that I use is a Yahoo email address, which okay. I don't use Yahoo anymore. Right? Like, not even <laughs> I don't even use it for you know signing up for free things on the Hotmail's for. But yeah, um, I I want to even say that it was my Twitter handle. Now that I think about it, that they made fun of, which was the same as my email address. Oh. My current, <laughs> I got back on Twitter with the same. Twitter handle, um, and it's PC Rides Again is the Twitter handle, hmm. and I think and they called it Peak Rides or something like that. I can't remember. Okay, okay, interesting. So, yeah, I, it was either my Twitter handle or my email address. I do remember though thinking, like I literally remember thinking I needed to have more of a professional email mm. address after that though. All right, all right. Well, I I want to let all of our listeners know, if you send anything into us, we're not going to make fun of your email address. So when you send something to us, I want you to send it to us in the craziest, most unprofessional email address that you have, just to see that we won't make fun of it. So so send send it in your craziest email address. I I want to see those crazy email addresses when you send things in, um, just to prove that we won't actually make fun of you for your email addresses <laughs> yeah um but yeah uh so we're here though patrick we're here to talk about some spooky horrific things isn't that right yeah when i heard you had some yeah um i, I definitely have some things i want to talk about today because this past year uh, a lot of times in my design career, I've experienced a lot of super scary things. And I want to talk about those things. Um, and I'm going to, I'm going to jump in Patrick to my, my first tale, if that's all right with you. Um, Amen. so this first one is something that I feel like affects me as a designer. It, it's something that, um, I experience all the time, even though I go through a design process, I, I do the, the stuff you're supposed to do as a designer when you are designing something, when you're releasing something, you still get like that feeling in your gut or in the back of your head that like, oh, I might have done something wrong there. And I was reminded, uh, I reminded about this recently. Um, so Patrick, I don't know if you are familiar with um, the the recent um, MacBook Pros that were released by Apple. Mm-hmm. So th- I heard about them. You heard about them. Um, I'm super excited for those MacBook Pros because they look awesome. But 
there's a history there that I think is super fascinating and it kind of relates to design and it relates to what I'm talking about today. Because if you remember back in like 2016, Apple comes out with this new MacBook Pro and it has like this, all these different changes in this MacBook Pro. It got rid of a ton of ports. So it went all USB-C like Thunderbolt ports, mm-hmm. right? It has like four on each side on, on the, the bigger models. They came out with this like this touch bar on top of the keyboard. Um, and so they, they made the ports more minimal. They made them all uniform. They're all the same thing. And um, design, design-wise, that aesthetic is very pleasing. It's very simple. They just come out with these four ports and it looks all the same and uniform across everything. Um, they also added this, this thing, this touch bar at the top where it like, has all these extra like software buttons. You could do more things. Um, and really interesting design, right? <laughs> and they also came out with this keyboard that was brand new. That was super, super. And I'm looking at my my you know my my MacBook right now from work that um, that has all of these elements. It has this like this keyboard that's super slim because they wanted to make the machine slimmer, right? To make it look better and be more aesthetically pleasing. So the keyboard has like very low little travel. So you like kind of barely hit it, and it you know does the key. So um, they made all of these big design changes. And um, as a designer, I can relate to that. Like when you're redesigning something, you like see there's all these extra things that make it look ugly. You can make this look so much better. You can add some potentially new innovative features to it. And like you have this really, this brand new thing that can serve a lot of interesting purposes. And I think the port sort of thing, is, it's been really interesting because you can like, you can plug in the things that are most important into this this port. They can do video, they can do data, they can do charging. So let's just put that port on. We don't need to do any of those other old ports. We don't need to do HDMI or SD card, um, any of that stuff. We can just, if they really need to use those things, they can plug in a dongle, Patrick. Uh, mm-hmm. So as a designer, I feel like sometimes we make decisions. Like I make decisions like this when I'm doing my designs. And I, <laughs> <laughs> I try to make things look better, make them look more uniform. Um, I try to add new innovative features and I take some of those risks. And what, what happened with Apple, Patrick, they, the last four years, uh, or more like they're, they're, everybody has been complaining about this horrible keyboard that just is just garbage, right? It just doesn't work. It breaks all the time. It doesn't have any good key travel. Nobody likes having to carry 20 dongles with them to be able to connect the things to their, their, um, their MacBooks and nobody likes using this touch bar although it does have some cool things like for the most part i have like three taps away from the thing that i want to get to and use where before i just had to push one button to get to it and um i think like as a designer (laughs) um that we make these mistakes all the time and i think i would feel really bad if i was the designer at apple that made all of those mistakes i'm sure it wasn't just one person that decided all of that but collectively they, they made lots of um, unfortunate mistakes and we see with these new macbooks that just came out they were just released like like a week ago they came back with all the ports that they took away and they <laughs> talked about how everyone was so excited about getting these ports again um, they fixed the keyboard like they fixed the keyboard in the past couple ones they've taken away that touch bar entirely um, so they've completely walked back from all of those design mistakes that they made back in in 2016 with this this macbook pro and what I'm always afraid of, Patrick, what I'm super spooked about when I'm getting ready to release a new design is, am I making that mistake? Am I doing something that our users, even though I tested this, even though I got feedback, that collectively they're all just going to hate and we're going to have to go back and redo this thing and fix it. And my legacy at this company as a designer is... (laughs) I'm the one who made those decisions <laughs> or like we talked about earlier, I'm the president that, that made <laughs> Thanksgiving a thing. <laughs> yeah. You don't want to be, you, you don't want to be the guy like you, when you're designing something at work, you, you want to make sure you're not going to be the touch bar person, right? <laughs> you you want to make sure that when you're pitching a design idea or a design concept that you have enough data behind it, that it's not going to, you're not going to turn into the touch bar guy. Because yeah. I don't know, I don't know who came up with the idea for the touch bar. I'm sure it was, I'm sure the vision was grand, and it was like, dude, we're gonna put this touch bar on, 
and then that way people can develop new little apps for it and like have all you know like for their their things and it'll be a whole new marketplace for us and blah 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 you know i'm sure i'm sure like it sounded really good at the time yeah but i just yeah you don't want to be you don't want to be the person that <laughs> as a designer you don't want to be the person that puts that idea out into the application and have to do the slow four-year walk back of like that was a horrible mistake we should have done that like you don't you don't want to be that person that would be, you know, that's scary, dude. You don't want to, like, that's scary enough that you can, you know, you ruin your career at the company, you know, if it's something that was bad, you know. Mm-hmm. But if anything, all your designer friends are going to make fun of you, <laughs> you know. The, the, the developers are going to do it. Developers are like elephants. They remember freaking everything. Every line of code that was put into an application for 10 years. They know exactly where it is. They know where the story came from. They know whatever. And three years down the road, you know some guy at Apple, three years from now, some developer, some engineer at Apple is going to be like, you know, I don't know, I don't know his or her name, you know, that that invented the touch bar, but they're going to be like, hey, remember when Ashley invented the touch bar? And then they'll all just laugh and laugh and laugh. And <laughs> you don't want to be that person. Being a designer is releasing product to a, to to an audience is scary enough but yes you don't want to you don't want to you want to make sure that you've done your proper research yeah and and you've you've vetted the concept that you're not gonna throw something out there <clears throat> that's great it's it's risky it's totally risky it's like whoever the, the designer at apple at some point said hey what about the iphone and i'm sure that person got laughed off the planet for a minute and then they released it blew up so you just never know you know yeah but yeah uh, super scary stuff it's 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 what keeps you up at night when you're releasing something like even though you've done i felt this every time i release something even though i've done like research i've gotten feedback and the majority of those people are like this is actually really great this is going to save so much time this is going to solve this issue or that issue um and you you get the feedback you need right You, you do the testing and all that is great even though you do that you still are like up at night thinking okay this is going out tomorrow to customers <laughs> like yeah what's going to happen what's going to happen <laughs> oh um and really hope they like it really hope they like it <laughs> and i want to caveat this i don't i don't want like um new designers that like haven't released anything to be too super afraid or you know worried about that like it's it's actually okay to fail like it's it's actually cool to get something out there and get feedback and make changes because there's so many things that you can test in like a, a testing environment that you're just not going to be able to know what it's like in the real world, uh, what it's like for customers to use it. Um, so there's going to be problems. There's also just going to be bugs, uh, reliability issues, all that sort of stuff that customers are complaining about. And in my career, I will say that I've released stuff that hasn't been the best and I've gotten um, feedback that, that customers don't like stuff. I'm going to admit that because it's cool to fail. It's something that you learn, right? And uh, it still always scares me though. Every time I'm like, I always have like <laughs> that, that worst fear that like they're, you're going to get like tons of huge customers like just complaining and so mad and everyone's going to look back at who designed this thing and be like, what happened? <laughs> or you're going to get in a big room and everyone's going to laugh at you. All that sort of stuff is uh, is what what you're what I'm afraid of, Patrick. That that, that happens to me. So that's that's one scary story. <laughs> I wanted to. I have I have I have one more <laughs> observation to that. <clears throat> this I, this is I don't want this to come off rude toward anybody, but is it interesting that when at every company every company I've worked for when something is released. And it's and it's a success. Everybody looks at the development team who did it, right? They're like, "Oh yeah, all these developers put in all this time and effort, and released it." But if we if we release something that's bad, the only like the developers like nobody brings up the developers. Yeah, it's always like Patrick designed a horrible thing, <laughs> and now the developers have to work extra hard to fix it. Like, is it? Has that ever happened to you? Like I, I don't know. Now I'm just complaining, but <laughs> we we should get we should get some recognition for the success of the product, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, and I think I think it's important to do recognition. And I think engineers like 
they they deserve recognition as well because they they had to engineer a way for your design to actually function <laughs> for it to work yeah and they sure. used a lot of amazing technical knowledge that i would never know how to do to make it happen and they oftentimes do so without in, involved or like in introducing more bugs and issues in the application so they need to be recognized for that but design also needs to be recognized for sure for creating this experience and validating this experience and all of that work that goes into it. So, um, yeah, I've, I've definitely seen like a lot of the culture is, uh, engineers, you guys did such a great job at releasing this thing. Cause they were the last ones to, to do the work on it, <laughs> you yeah. know, and They're it's the out digging the holes. They're the ones burnt, you know, you know, burning the midnight oil with blood, sweat yeah. and tears. You know, we're the Man. ones taking a nap going, we just, we drew our pictures <laughs> I just always find it funny that when something fails, everybody under like all of a sudden everybody the company understands who what a UX designer is, right? Yeah. Like as soon as something as soon as something tanks, everybody's like, "Oh, that was poor user experience." Like all of a sudden, everybody the company who you've tried to sell on the importance of user experience and have fought you know tooth and nail to get like, do they understand this? All of a sudden, they understand it when there's a failure, you know? Yeah. But it's part of the job, right? It's something that scares me is you, you, if you do your job correctly as a UX designer, it should be like, people won't complain about it. People will, people for the most part will enjoy the experience and not recognize they're having a good experience. Yeah. <laughs> and so if you're doing your job correctly, it, you're, you should be invisible. Mm-hmm. But yeah, instant, instant you send out the touch bar, all of a sudden, now people are hunting you down. <laughs> they're like, <laughs> they're like, who came up with this idea? This is ridiculous. It's true. I mean, seriously, just go, and if you go watch all of the, you go to YouTube right now, Patrick, and you go watch all of those like MacBook Pro reviews that are out right now, you're going to see all of them talk about all the things they hate. And they're like, I'm so glad that they went back and they fixed this problem. And that's like, yeah. that's the praise that their Apple is getting is the fact that they're fixing all the stuff that they, <laughs> they messed up. That they broke. <laughs> that they broke. Yeah. And like, um, and that's how like Apple even touted it in their, their keynote is like, we know, we know that our users love having ports. <laughs> yeah. They love having HDMI ports and SD card ports. <laughs> so we brought it back just, you know, they didn't say we brought it back. We, we included it just for you pros, all that sort of stuff. So that was mm -hmm. funny. Um, but yeah, scary stuff, Patrick. Sorry, I got to go back into tone. <laughs> scary stuff. <laughs> yeah. Okay, Andy. What's your next scary story? Oh, Patrick, this one. Um, I think there's a ghost behind you, too. Just is there, don't is turn there, around. Oh, okay. I won't turn yeah, around. Yeah, don't. Don't turn around. I won't turn around. All right. I'm just going to... We should do this next year story. with a Ouija board. We can't do it with a Ouija board. Because you can't throw a Ouija board away. And I, I just don't like... I don't think we can carry that around with us all the time. It's going to be in every one of our episodes, <laughs> man. We can't do a Ouija board. That's a bad idea. We should We should, We should. should get a Ouija board next for next Halloween and then have, have our users ask us scary questions and then we'll do we'll get the answers on the ouija board from mm. from satan himself not from us we'll just be the facilitators <laughs> that that that's pretty interesting I, I like that idea um we could also i mean we i don't think we really did a good job at including any deceased listeners that we have patrick so they might Ooh, have some good scary point. stories to tell us as well <laughs> You got a good point, yeah. We weren't very inclusive there, so There's, um Yeah, the deceased listeners. That's a that's a that's a segment of the audience I don't think anybody any podcast has really been able to tap into. Yeah. And I think there's some innovation here. If we could tap into the dead the dead audience we have and and get them on board, they could be more active than our than our living audience, <laughs> actually. <laughs> if I'm being honest, Andy. Oh man, are you burning our audience right now? Uh, we're talking about <laughs> dead people and zombies. It's Halloween. Yeah. I, I think that is a, a revolutionary idea. Um, letting letting those people, <laughs> those types of people, be part of be co-host would be just absolutely amazing. You, you, the perspective 
of yeah. a deceased individual coming on and talking about design would be incredible. So all of you, all of you um, deceased listeners out there, <laughs> feel free to send in some topics. And uh, mm-hmm. we can also we could schedule some time to get you on the show. I think that sounds like a great idea. Yeah, we get you on. So we know we know how to do a seance. We got a Ouija board. We'll yeah. take care of it. We'll, yeah, we know how to communicate with you guys. Yeah, it's all about it's all about accessibility, Patrick. You got to include everybody, right, Patrick? Like exactly, we're all, all about of those accessibility. voices. Yeah, everybody forgets about dead users. Yeah, it's just not fair. It's really hard for them to use user interfaces, so we you know, we gotta we gotta get them in. Yeah. The Ouija board—that's how yeah, we do it. All right. Okay. Their hands disintegrated. They can't use a mouse. Yeah, man. What's that all about? Uh, uh, <laughs> Patrick, uh, Patrick, this this next story, <laughs> this next story that I want to tell. It's, it's a story that I want to submit for the approval of the Midnight Society. Ooh. And I call it the tale of the drive-through of horrors. <gasps> yeah. So, Patrick, um, you know what's even scarier than being a designer and releasing stuff to your users? You know what's even scarier than that, Patrick? It's when you're using. I don't know. I don't know. When you're using a, an interface, some sort of interface in public, and it is horrible, and it's not working, and you're failing at this interface. So not only just like failing at an interface, like just by yourself, like when you're alone in a dark room and just something doesn't work, like you can't post on Facebook or something that's spooky. That's, that's really scary. But imagine trying to do something in public where people are waiting for you or watching you and you fail and, or the, the interface just doesn't work. It's incredibly scary. I just want to say, Patrick, poor UX in public is like five times scarier than, than anything that we've yep. talked about ever on any of these Halloween episodes. So I want to talk about one of those today. Actually, I actually have a couple of those to talk about. So this is, Ooh. this is the tale of the drive through of horrors. Patrick. <laughs> so just let me set the stage here. We, I got a car full of my, my children. Okay. And they're hungry. They really want to eat something. And dude, right there, right there. You're talking about, yes. I mean, you think vampires are scary? You think zombies are scary? You think demons are scary? <laughs> a, a car full of hungry children is is like that's the worst thing ever. It it is absolutely horrifying. It is spine tingling, skin crawling, scary, <laughs> Patrick. And I was in this situation. I'm in. I'm, in a, I'm just me. It's just me. I'm the dad, full of a car in a car full of a bunch of kids that are hungry, that are getting hangry, and they want something to eat. Um, and Patrick, you know me. You know my fast food restaurants of choice. i mm-hmm. big fan of Chick-fil-A, uh, uh, big fan of Taco Bell. My kids aren't as much big fans of those things. Half of my kids are Chick-fil-A fans. The other, the other half, not, not, they're not done with it. Um, and they're growing in the Taco Bell world. I'm, I'm still kind of... You know, getting them into mm-hmm. that some more, introducing that. Um, but uh, they are fans of McDonald's. My my children mm. are fans of McDonald's. So yes. here I am uh, at, in the McDonald's drive-through. Bunch of kids, and they're very hungry. And I don't know if you know this, but Patrick McDonald's has an application. They have an app that, that lets you get deals um, on on food, right? So I wanted to not only get my kids food, but I wanted to save money. And this day was the day that you got one happy meal, you get one free. So I'm trying Ooh. to get, get take advantage of this great deal because happy meals are kind of expensive. Um, and my kids really wanted happy meals because you get a toy, you know? So uh, I'm trying to get happy meals. I'm trying to log in to this, this app because... The way it works is you go, you click on, you can go anywhere else in the application, but then you click on deals, at least at the time. I don't know if it's changed a little bit since then. If you click on deals, you have to log in to see these deals. So I click on deals. I'm in the drive-thru. I've actually ordered, (laughs) I've ordered the Happy Meals already. So there's a time crunch here. I click on deals, brings me to a screen where I have to log in. That's fine. I've logged into this app before. Um, so I start, 
typing in my email address. Pretty sure I know what the password, I type that password in and then uh, wrong email address, wrong password. Okay, this is probably not the right thing. So what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna log in through my other account that I probably created before by just clicking on the, the login with Google. And uh, I do that, I enter my Google password, all that stuff, and it doesn't work. It just, it just, it just fails. It, it takes me to the Google page to sign in, and then it goes back to, to McDonald's and starts doing the spinny wheel, or I think it was the fries that bounce up and down as their loader screen yeah. or something. I'm sitting there. And, and all of this, all of this with those demon bloodthirsty yes. creatures There's creeping the, up over your shoulders. Absolutely. These, these, these creatures behind me that are very hangry, they, they, want, they want to eat, they want to feast, <laughs> are, are behind me. <laughs> I have a car, a bunch of cars of people behind me. I am inching closer to the the place where I have to pay for this food, and I need this coupon code, and it's not letting me log in. Okay, is it because my is it because like my, I don't have enough service? No, I have enough bars. Um, what's going on here? So I tried to look, create a brand new account using a different Gmail account. I get the loading fries again, fails. I'm getting closer to the window. The kids are going, I'm really hungry. <laughs> yeah, the, grem- the gremlins are up on your ears now, right? They're like sitting on the shoulders. Yes. Praying on you. You, you feel their saliva dripping on your face. Their saliva, yeah, dripping on my face, dripping down my shoulder. Um, their hot breath on the back of my neck. Um, oh, jeez. Just, just all this stuff is going on right now. The next car moves forward. I'm just like one car away to get to the payment window. And I try another email. And it fails. <laughs> it fails again. I get to the, the freaking pay window, Patrick, and I'm trying one last time before I can get this deal. And it still doesn't work. So I'm actually holding up the line at this point saying, hold on, I'm trying to get this to go. So now I get the pressure of, of the starving zombies behind me, the pressure of the line of people waiting to get their McDonald's food, and the pressure of the person trying to take my money that's just glaring me down to get this to yeah, I, just I'm just the, trying to get the serial this killer code. stare you're getting. Yeah, and uh, it it was just absolutely terrifying, uh, horrible experience, and I ended up having to pay having to pay full price, Patrick, for for all of these happy meals. It didn't end well. Uh, so the the zombies, I were I was able to feed the zombies, the zombie children behind me. Um, but not at a good price and was, of course, um, did not have a, a happy um, happy experience for myself. And the McDonald's employee hated me for I was sitting there mm-hmm. waiting. And then everyone behind me in line was sitting there mad at me as well. So, boy, it was rough. Uh, I survived yeah. it, but well, it, was, you, it was rough, Patrick. You obviously, once, once you even got the food, you obviously just threw it in the back and got the gremlins off your back and then peeled out of there as quickly as possible obviously running for your life like that yes that's not even i mean so many variables going on there you've got psychotic people working at mcdonald's that want to rip your face off you've got monsters trying to eat your you know face off you get all that like that's that's horrific that's just terrible yeah it's just could have all been prevented horrible. with a better application right better yes. user experience yes why why are you making me sign in uh, right then right like can't i like and why are you making me re-sign in all the time? Like, I have to do it, like, all the time. So it's, oh, McDonald's. Yeah. So I, and no, why can't you McDonald's. sign in with your, with your thumb or your face on your, on your phone, right? And yeah. why, why, why can't you just get the coupon without even signing in? Like, what's the point? What's the purpose of that? Yeah. You know what I mean? Because they want to collect your data. They want to do whatever. Like, no, 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 no. You got to realize that there's, there's, there's unarmed fathers in minivans and McDonald's drive-throughs, with literal gremlins in the back. Yes, like we're they're tearing apart the back of the car. They're rewiring the stereo. They're they're getting hungry. And yeah, if you've seen the Gremlins movie, you know what happens. Like it's not fun. It's not pretty. It's not. No. Uh, and yeah, I have had many many close calls as a father <laughs> of hungry kids. <laughs> Uh, to this point in, in my life, I'm still alive, uh, but who knows? Who knows how much longer that's going to last, Patrick? I might not be on the yeah. podcast next week. I just, I just don't know. Day to day, you never know what's going to happen with hungry kids. 
Yeah, it all depends. It all depends. Yeah. Man. Yeah, that's that's scary. That's tough. Very I feel tough. bad for you, man. I do. No, man, it's scary. <laughs> it's um and it even comes down to like the reliability of an application too. Like if if your application is failing all the time when you're, you're signing up for stuff, um, that authentication um, sort of experience has to be really easy and it has to go through well. Um, and I know there's lots of variables to that, but um, that's part of an experience that, that we all need to consider, especially when there's a time crunch that your user is going through to try to accomplish a goal. And yeah, it, it's rough. In the drive-through, when you're like driving a car, holding back the zombies behind you, Mm-hmm. trying to get to that window and then trying to like log into your stuff. Um, especially since like most that I know of McDonald's are still closed. Like they, they're only doing drive through service. So yeah, all these things they got to consider, man, we all have to consider when we're creating an interface for sure. Yeah. It's very true. Contextual inquiry folks go do it. Yes. I would recommend you you need to go through <laughs> you need to go through uh designers at mcdonald's i i uh beg all of you to go through this experience and try to do it <laughs> try to get a good deal at a drive through with kids in the car <laughs> and see how it goes <laughs> and ask your users what it's like for them too uh yeah so that that that's another that's another public fail, Patrick, and that's one that's it's absolutely scary when you're in public with other people watching you, with you know you're holding other people up. That's something that's rough, and I've experienced something like this at work, um, with an experience at work, and this happened a lot, Patrick. Actually, at Canopy with this next tale that I want to tell. Oh, this happened all the time, oh, okay. and I saw it not only happen to myself, but to many other people as well, and. Uh, it was something that, that happened in front of many people, and it was always very embarrassing. Uh, where, and you might <laughs> remember this, Patrick. And I don't. I think Google has fixed this experience since. I think so, but I haven't really used this sort of thing for a little while. But Patrick, I don't know if you remember when when we we're all in canopy, we were in meetings together, where we'd be in a room together. You know, you you're about to present something as a designer. You're about to share something your your job is on the line because you're you're going to show this thing and you're going to get feedback on it and it's it's spooky right sharing stuff is spooky in the first place putting yourself Mm -hmm. out there it's it's a scary ordeal and um what's even scarier is if you can't figure out how to share it and every time you try to share something to to the tv like from your computer (laughs) you fumble and you have to ask people for help. (laughs) So Patrick, I'm talking about, (laughs) I'm talking about when you are trying to do, uh, when you have a TV with a Chromecast plugged in and you're trying to share (laughs) to, from your computer to that Chromecast. And this happened to me all the time where you, you go up to the top of this, you know, you go up to the top of, of Google Chrome and you click on the little Chromecast icon and you go, yeah, hit share. And then you, you're presented with this screen where it like shows like a couple of different screens, like basically all of your desktops, your virtual desktops you have on your laptop. And there's this big like lit up button that says share. And so, yeah, you just want to go straight down to the, the primary CTA and click <laughs> share because that's what you want to do. And there's no indication that you have to do anything else, that you have to click on one of those screens or that the one's been pre-selected. There's just no idea. So everybody, including myself, would click the Chromecast thing and then try to click the share button because it was active and nothing would happen. And you'd sit there for a second while you're trying to go, okay, I'm trying to present this thing. Everybody's looking at me. Everybody's watching me. But I can't figure out how to use this really simple experience just to throw my thing up on the TV. And boy, every time it happened to me, it was a scary thing because I felt so stupid. <laughs> I felt like I couldn't use this interface that was that should have been very simple and straightforward. There's a button right there that I'm trying to hit. <laughs> I'm just trying to. Sh- I just want to sh- put it on the screen, and it doesn't work. And so I always have to stop and be like, oh, 
guys, I'm sorry, but how do I do this again? I know I've asked you 20 times, but how do I? <laughs> I can't figure out this interface. <laughs> so um, that's something that's always uh, another poor UX public fail, <laughs> where you have to, you're failing at UX, you need to ask other people, even though you're like, you work in software, you've done this 20 times before, you just can't figure out how to make this thing work for you. And you have to ask for help. Um, yeah. Not only are you scared for yourself when you have to go through it again, like, oh, I have to go to this critique and I have to get feedback on my design. But not only that, I have to figure out how to get my design up on the screen in front of everybody. Um, but I'm also afraid for well, everyone else who has to do it too. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, I was going to say, I was going to say, you get a, you get scared for everybody else. Like, hey, it's your turn. And you're like, oh, are they going to... Are they going to be able to do this? I mean, are they going to be like, is this going to work? I mean, Chromecast should just rename their their whole entire product to just name like Fear Factory or, you know, <laughs> Nightmare on Elm Street or something. Because the whole entire thing is just is is a maze. It's just a fun house of bad UI, right? Yes. And you don't know what's around any corner. Like the expectations are so bad. Like. <laughs> You don't know if the chainsaw guy's back there or not. You just, you never know. Like, and you're sharing your screen. And I remember like sharing my screen to a television in another meeting room where other people are meeting. Like, what if there was something <laughs> on my screen that, that was kind of embarrassing, right? Like that would be even like, there was always your finger, like you, you open it, you open it up. And your hand would shake. That would be part of the reason, too, is like your hand's shaking so bad. And you're like, oh, what button is it? What room are we in? What's going to happen? And you just never knew what was going to happen, right? It was just like, even, yeah. if, even if you knew what to click on, you didn't know what was going to happen. That's very true. I mean, you're, you're lucky to click on something and not have anything happen, right? If you click mm -hmm. on something and not have anything happen, you, you sort of breathe a sigh of relief like, oh. I'm not like, I'm not like sending something to the boardroom on accident, you know, like you have to worry about that. But then you have to go through, like you said, the whole, the whole terror of like, okay, well now everybody's staring at me. Like, what do I click on next? You know, and your hands starting to shake and you're starting to sweat a little bit. And yeah, it's, they should, they should rename it to like the overlook hotel as a product. I don't know. The shining. So. I think so. And that, that way, when I'm when it's Halloween time, it's Halloween day, for example, it's October 31st, I'm in for a spooky time, I'm ready to get really freaked out. That way, I can actually start using Chromecast to share my screens again, because yeah, uh, <laughs> it's the right day for that sort of thing. I'm not doing <laughs> a very important presentation. I don't want it to go to the wrong room. Um, I'm, I'm ready to be scared, right? So I, I feel like, yeah, mm. if they renamed it to the to the right sort of name, so I had the right expectations, and I'm a person who's signing mm. up for this sort of experience, then it would make a lot more sense. Uh, so yeah. yeah, that's a great point. And watching other people go through it was is like watching the movie Saw, you know? <laughs> yeah. Don't. It's like you're watching this poor victim walk into this thing, and they're going to have to do you know, It's just real torture gore hoary stuff that you're you and you know it's inevitable like you know it's gonna happen yeah and there's nothing you can do about it you know you mm -hmm. can't save them you can't do anything like they're gonna they go click on the chromecast button and you're like all right here we go let's, it's all over let's watch a massacre happen in front of our eyes exactly especially like and, and i remember this happening with like when we were interviewing like junior designers like they're already super nervous they're super scared to be in this interview they're in front of a panel of people <laughs> and they have to like figure out yeah. how to <laughs> share their screen and inevitably you're like dude this happens to us all the time and they're like they're like whatever whatever and you're like no literally this happens to us all the time like we're not even kidding yeah and they they would come off like is it some kind of scary test for them you know like, yeah is it a, is it a initiation trick? They, gotta, <laughs> they gotta see if i can fumble my way through this nightmare of a, of a user interface yeah that's what we should have done stuff we should have done that man and i've had many many night sweats and i wake up and I'm like oh i'm not in a meeting right now i'm not trying to share chrome through chrome <laughs> so i'm okay it's just all just a nightmare <laughs> Uh, but I was just going to say, I think that's, that's a perfect, that's a great interview, man. So what we should do, Patrick, when, when you're interviewing somebody, 
is have them go through that horrible Chromecast experience. And as part of a design, a design challenge exercise, let's all work together on making a better Chromecast experience that we just that we just went through. And let's see if it scares the next person, right? So um, mm-hmm. that, that's a great way to hire somebody. Whichever designer can fix that experience deserves a seat at the table at this company. Yeah, they deserve the money. They deserve the salary for sure. Yeah. That's a tough problem to solve. I mean, you know, it's a nightmarish problem to solve, and it, it takes a lot of guts. You know, it takes a lot of people with a lot of guts and a lot of courage to, you know, go after something like that. Like, that's not a normal problem. That's a horrific, you know, that's like, I don't know. I don't know what that's like, but that's like, that's like trying, that's like Van Helsing level type stuff, you know? Like, you're yes. going in after the vampires. Yeah. You're not just trying to hide from them, you know? You're going in to get them. So. Yeah, you you need you need the type of expert that really knows this monster well. Like the, they know mm-hmm. how this monster likes to scare somebody, how they like to jump out in the dark, <laughs> how they like to you know sink their teeth into you. All that sort of stuff is 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 what you need to know. How to how to defend again? You know, you, do, how much garlic do you need? Is it just one clove of garlic, or do you need you know a whole necklace of it? Van Helsing knows this stuff, right? He knows what's up. Mm-hmm. You need the designer that knows how to tackle these sorts of problems that has been able to tame destroy um, many U- UX monsters um, in the past. So that's, that's that's a rough one to do. And it, there's not a lot of designers that can do that. You know, it's it's finding the the right exorcist for the job, Patrick. Mm-hmm. Need the right priest. Yeah. That's absolutely true. Did I just say the right exorcist? Is an ex- is, Did I say that wrong? You need the right priest for the right exorcism because an exorcist isn't actually... A job, right? Yeah, not, I don't think. It, yeah, the exorcist okay. is not a. It's like what you do, right? That's, what that's the, right. the priest does. That's right. It's the ceremony. That's very true. Um, I apologize to all priests um, for that. Did you? Did you just hear that thumping sound? <laughs> I did. Is there thump- somebody in the woods? <laughs> there might be. <laughs> <laughs> is there somebody? <laughs> Is the Chromecast designer sneaking around in the woods behind us? <laughs> Possibly. I'll oh, show man. him. I'll show them. Oh, Patrick. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna finish this off with just one more one more scary tale. I don't know if I can take another scary story. You, okay, I bring think it you're, on, you're gonna on. have to. You're gonna have to. And this one look, look, yeah, it's fine. I already wet my pants two stories ago, so <laughs> we're fine. This one, um, this is another scary UX experience that I've had in my life where, and I've had this multiple times where I have done this, performed this action in many different interfaces and literally felt like my stomach jump because I'm just like afraid of what's going to happen. This is something that happens all the time with, with uh, Patrick, with chat interfaces. So I'm, I'm going to call this tale that I'm mm. submitting, this tale that I'm submitting to the approval of the Midnight Society once again. The Tale of the Haunted Enter Key. The Haunted Enter Key. Yeah. Patrick, oh, have man. you... My, my skin is crawling. <laughs> Patrick, I'm just, I, just wondering if you've ever, like, um, used um, a chat interface. I don't know, something like Slack, uh, something like LinkedIn messaging, something like, I don't know, you probably haven't used this one, maybe in a long time, but Facebook Messenger, something like that. Where, Unfortunately, yes. Where you're you're about to send something to somebody, and usually, maybe when you write things out, you like to write, you know, using punctuation, using ways to help people visualize the work, the words that you're doing, and maybe you like to use paragraphs. You know, maybe you're somebody who likes to hit the enter key in a chat field to separate groups of sentences so that somebody can understand something more clearly. Um, mm-hmm. This is something, this is the way that I like to communicate. I like to have paragraphs. I don't like to have a huge block of text that somebody has to discern, you know, really read closely to really understand the differences between things because, I don't know, I'm a designer. I like to space things in the areas they need to be spaced in, right? It's a, it's a principle, Patrick. So have you ever used an application, maybe for the first time or maybe sometime when you're just, you're wanting to add a paragraph, but you're not sure if you hit 
the enter or the return key if it's going to send your message or if it's going to create a paragraph like it's going to drop down and let you keep writing because that's happened to me a lot of times patrick and there mm -hmm. has been times when i'm just like i'm sitting here i'm writing in this new slack channel and i'm not sure what the settings are right now and i could hit enter to add my paragraph to continue saying what i'm saying um or I might hit enter and it'll send partially what I wanted to say and I'll look like an idiot and it'll be all wrong. <laughs> and I'm just, I'm freaked out, Patrick. I am just completely afraid of what's going to happen when I hit the enter key because I'm just not sure what's going to happen. And there are many, many interfaces that don't exactly tell you what's going to happen if you hit that enter key. And that is something that's happened to me many times when I have joined Slack channels. Uh, I'm trying to write something out. I'm trying to convey a message and I'm sitting there. Okay. If I hit this, am I going to do this? Is it going to give me the, the paragraph I want or is it going to, is it going to send out this message? And I have hit return and realizing, oh no, it's going to send out my message and it sends it out and my stomach just drops mm -hmm. and I have to go back and I have to and it has to be really quick before somebody sees it. I have to go back and I have to click on the three dot menu, find edit in the little drop down, and write the rest of the paragraph as fast as I can, and then hit send. And they're going to see that it's an edited messages or an edited messages. <laughs> they're going to see that it's an edited message. <laughs> you can't talk. And they're going to probably see the first part of it before I was able to go back in <laughs> and change it. Yeah. Is that how? No, it's true because it. Oh, all Sorry. the time. And it puts you it puts you in like there's there's you type your message, say you got two paragraphs. The first paragraph is gonna set up something. The next paragraph is gonna be your conclusion, right? Yeah. And you're like, okay, I'm gonna set this up and I'm gonna okay, segment it, okay, boom, boom, this is gonna be great. And you start typing, you get that first paragraph in, you hover over that that return key, your hand shakes a little bit, you know. The the, 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 the there's a chill in the air. So yeah. you just put your finger over the top of it. And you're like, oh, dang. What? Okay, in this app, if I hit enter, does it send it or does it not send it? I can't remember. I can't remember. And then you go into that panic mode of like, wait, wait. On LinkedIn, it does it this way. <laughs> on Facebook, it does it this way. Like, you're going through your mind and it's racing and racing and racing. So you, you take your chance and you hit enter and it posts it. And then you go into that instant like, oh, crap. You either yep. have to go back, like you said, and edit it and get the scarlet letter of the edited label yes. on the message, or you have to type your second paragraph super fast, which means it's not going to be coherent, yep. or you don't type it fast enough and somebody chimes in and says, well, what about this? <laughs> and they, they they finish your sentence, and it's like, yeah, All it just, lost. there's yeah. no, there's no good outcome when, when you hit the enter key and it actually posts the message. There's no good outcome. Yes. Right? It's and it's so, so and, horrible. And, the, and you brought up the worst part about it. This is the worst part about I think the whole entire thing is the edited the edited label, the blood on your hands. Like you post the message and it says edited. Every time you see as a as a as a as a viewer, you see somebody post the message and it says edited underneath you know that they screwed up. Yes. Like you instantly know they screwed up and that's why they edited that message. And so, yeah, that's the word. You don't want that. You know, you're trying to be professional. You're trying to be, you know, an adult. You don't want, you want to post something and then have everybody know that you made a mistake. You know, like that's just, that's the blood on your hands right there. That's you just it. can't have it. That's absolutely true. And it's, it's very, it's very horribly, embarrassing and it's very scary just the shame you feel the shame you feel when you have that edited label hanging out on a post you know horrific horrific i think that ghost is behind you again andy i think so too i think so too it went away but i think it's there <laughs> I keep hearing twigs snap, like snap too, like like the ghost is sneaking up on you. But it's a ghost, and I don't know why. The, why would a ghost snap a twig? That's, Wouldn't it just go through it? Yeah, I don't know. That's very true. It's a good point. Very, and it's it's super scary. And Patrick, just to finish that up. 
what I have actually done to, to really deal with this problem, because I'm still scared. I'm always still uncertain all the time what's going to happen. I always go to some other channel, like my own personal channel or somewhere else, <laughs> and I write it out there, and I copy and paste it, and then bring it, or I copy it and bring it over to the channel where it's intended to go, and I put it in there. So I often have to go somewhere else and test it just because I'm so uncertain of what this experience is going to do. And I just don't want to be afraid. And I don't want to have that edited scarlet letter, as you said, on my message. So I, I have to resort to doing things that are crazy like that. I have to go somewhere else and test this in a safe environment and then bring it back here. Uh, so yeah, it's, it's really scary. And it's a fear. It's a, a problem and a fear that I have all the time, Patrick, when I'm trying to send messages, especially as a remote, a remote worker, trying to be a good communicator mm -hmm. as a designer. It is, it is a rough life that I lead. <laughs> well, and see, I think, I think this could be solved in every chat thing very easily if the designers would go out and, and like realize what people do. Like you, you talked about going to another channel. I go, <laughs> I go over to my notes, right? And I paste it in my notes, like my, my, my note thing, you know, Evernote or whatever you're using. I go in there, I draft up my message there, and then mm -hmm. I copy and paste it. I think what they could add in most of these chat features is just like a little button you can press if you know it's going to be like a paragraph or a couple paragraphs. It's going to be important. Like just a little, like a little button that you can press that says, you know, draft up something, right? I'm going to create a draft. I'm going to go in there. I'm going to type it. I can do whatever I want to with it. I can, you know, correct it for grammar or whatever, and then hit send, right? Just if I need to, not every time, because a lot of times you just want to send a message and blah, blah, blah. But just a little, you know, like I can upload an image. Just give me a little, hey, create a little draft. I'll do it right here. Send it out. Yes, Remove please. Remove the horror. Remove the scariness. Absolutely. Give me another avenue, right? I'm not prepared. I'm not prepared to go into this haunted house yet. I need to go get a drink of water. That's all I want. <laughs> yeah. No, that's a that's a great idea. I, I really wish Slack would do something like that, honestly. Because um, I always I'm always pay, I'm always doing things twice with Slack because I'm so afraid that I'm just gonna get burned, mm -hmm. you know. So I'm just gonna I'm gonna get chopped up in little pieces. So it's oh man, it's scary stuff. And just talking about it now, Patrick, I'm scared to go back into Slack right now and talk to somebody. So yeah, I'm gonna close Slack for the day. I'm I'm not even gonna yeah. When I when I yeah when we come out of the woods here I'm not gonna I'm not gonna open up Slack the rest of the day I'm gonna take a break. That's that's a good call. I think that's what I want to do as well. <laughs> I'm just gonna just close it off. Not not touch it till Monday. Uh, just because I don't know if I can handle it. It's not Halloween, and I, I'm just I'm not sure if I'm ready to be so scared right now. Because I just I just yeah. spent so much time being scared. You know the last week so. Yeah, I, need, I might need a break, a mental yeah. break from that. Mm -hmm. Well, and you said you said too. I'm not, you're not going to touch it till Monday. Today's Wednesday, so that's going to give you a nice, you know, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. It's going to give you a nice break. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, scary slack. I'm gonna go. The first thing I'm gonna do, Andy, when I go home. Uh, after this, I'm gonna go change my pants because these <laughs> these stories these stories scared me to death, man. Yeah, well, that means I did my job. I think um, as we we talked about many times, it's important to, to be afraid, Patrick. It's important to experience those emotions. They're there for a reason, Patrick. And I think mm -hmm. we can learn. We can learn from being afraid, from from experiencing fear. I think we can become better people. I don't know, Patrick. I don't know about you, but I hope this this whole lesson and the fact that you soiled your pants will help you grow as a person. <laughs> I've already grown as a person. The fact that I admitted on the podcast that I wet my pants yeah. in the woods, holding hands with you. <laughs> um you know, that I'm grown I've grown as a human being. I think sure. so too. I absolutely agree. I can see it. And I, I can think see you've grown eyes. I think I think you've grown as a person just getting these spooky things off your chest, right? Just admitting yeah. that these things scare you and not, not keeping them in. 
like all the other regular human beings. You know, they're, they're all experiencing the same things, right? Because these UIs are ubiquitous and they're all experiencing, but they're holding it in, you know? And so I hope this is going to, I hope this, you, you're going to grow here, but then people are going to listen to these stories and then they're going to go admit to themselves. They're going to admit to their spouses. They're going to admit to their coworkers that these things also scare them. And then three or four weeks from now, right after Thanksgiving, I think, I think world peace is in order. I think, I think so. I think it's time. Right after Thanksgiving, right after all the guests leave, it's going to be okay. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's time to join hands uh, together and, and sing a happy tune. Yeah. That's a, that's a great call. I feel so much better after getting this stuff off of my back. You know, it's, it's been weighing me down. Absolutely. And I feel, I feel better after having talked about my fears and uh, my challenges as a designer. So I, I, I agree. That's a great point. Let's, let's all go spread our fear. Let's go talk about our fear. Don't spread your fear. Go talk about your fears. Um, <laughs> There's enough spreading of fear going yeah, on right we don't, now. We don't society. need that, actually. I, yeah. I take that part back. Um, <laughs> let's, let's, let's go talk about what, what makes us scared. I think, I think we can all grow as people. Because <laughs> our listeners will, will, will poop their pants or pee their pants, right, Patrick? And then we'll get lots of stuff off mm-hmm. our chest and we'll be able to just grow all yeah. together as people. <laughs> <clears throat> Um, can I, can I close the show with my Hannibal Lecter impersonation? Oh, please. That sounds great. Okay. Hello, Clarice. Beautiful. <laughs> Beautiful, Patrick. I did that love sound, it. Did that sound just like Hannibal Lecter? Yeah, it absolutely did. I think that was on, okay. really on the point. I've been working on it for 20 years, so I'm, I'm hoping it's... I'm hoping I'm getting there. I think that was a ni- I think that was better than your maniacal laugh at the beginning of this episode. So yeah, oh, okay. And I think that's a better thing to have down. Hello, Clarice. Um, I think that's a good thing to have. It's a good. It's a good skill, Patrick. So I commend <laughs> you uh, for for getting that down and for sharing it with all of us. Yeah. Okay. You're welcome. You've done a good thing. <laughs> All right. <laughs> okay, let's get the hell out of these woods. Yeah. I'm getting spooked. I keep hearing these little voices. Like, <laughs> like that. <laughs> scary. It's, it's too scary here. The, the fire is, it's dying. Oof. The fire's dying. It's getting cold. It's too dark. Let's just, let's get out of here, man. Okay. Okay. See you later, man. See you see at the, the bottom of the hill. <laughs> Sounds good. The canyon. <laughs> You want to know the best way to support the podcast? And I know you do because you made it to the end of this episode. That is share it. Share it with a coworker, share it with a family member, share it with a friend, share it with whoever you want to, share it with a construction worker, share it with somebody, it doesn't matter. Just share it. Um, a couple more ways to support the podcast though. Go buy a t-shirt over at designmuch.threadless.com and then wear it with pride. And then lastly, to support the podcast, we need your topics. Use hashtag designmuchtopics on social media or shoot us an email at topics at designmuch.org or just go to designmuch.org contact and fill out the form. 